Good evening. Welcome. This is the Daily Mumble. Hopefully this serves as a sort of introduction to what, what we're hoping to do here, what I'm hoping to do here. It's just, this is simply a space where I can speak and just get some thoughts that are on my mind, off my chest, out there, into the world, so onto the track so they don't have to take up space in my head. They may, they may be the mundane or they may be profound and it may be up to you to decide which is which. There are a few so essentially this is a, a space where almost like a place where the skeletons of ideas can be worked out and explored I might not agree with everything I say here you might not I certainly won't I think there is some value around seeing into the process of realizing and working through ideas, especially because much of what actually is true, useful or helpful is to some degree counterintuitive. So for instance, I was reading about a study of traffic flow from um, Japan and peak hour traffic problems over there are significant and what they found was that the biggest benefit wasn't seen through higher speed limits or adding more lanes the biggest gain was actually seen sorry I just passed some uh, police holding radar guns our uh, taxpayer dollars going to great use on a uh, a wide, broad, open, dual carriageway. Fan fantastic. Speaking of traffic flow, but heaven forbid that anyone should actually be aiming to get where they're going instead of slavishly following the exact speed limit. Oh dear. In uh, modern air-conditioned cars, mostly automatic, with anti-lock braking traction control, power steering, oh dear, had three cops out there holding radar guns then, three, that's three 
policemen who are monitoring traffic rather than solving crimes rather than walking the streets of the, of the communities and actually you know serving the public instead of enforcing the law anyway so around traffic flow so terrible problems of traffic jams in Japan and various models were looked at what they actually found was the biggest benefit so they looked at reducing the amount of time that traffic was in a let's say a jam as a word to denote heavy heavy the heaviest level of congestion the most effective way they found to do that was if a certain number of cars actually were doing well below the posted speed limit so say 20 kilometers below the posted speed limit so 80 kilometers all the way through a hundred zone but what they also found was that for this minimum level for all the traffic that you would see in places in Japan for this time frame of heavy congestion to be minimized it only required eight cars to actually be doing that 20 kilometers below to reach the minimum minimum level and that's counterintuitive because you would think well let's get the cars going faster let's have a higher speed limit let's have more lanes but when you think about it more lanes means that it actually encourages more cars to use that road because it has greater carrying capacity rather than alternate roads especially if as a major roads tend to be they tend to be the most direct route and they have a, offer a higher speed limit by and large but with higher speed limits basically people do the speed limit or just below it normally and they tend to not run into each other but you're basically right behind the person in front of you so you're heavily congested so the second there's any imposition in traffic flow you have to break and you reduce the flow of the whole traffic um, traffic stream so basically by having moving sort of impediments to doing the maximum speed limit at all times they found that only eight vehicles would break up the traffic flow significant sufficiently to minimize the time period in which the traffic streams were at the heaviest congestion which is seems completely counterintuitive but that's the uh, you know that that's the sort of stuff that I find fascinating and interested in 
I'm interested in understanding and actually implementing. This is the other thing, Pete. We, we sort of hear things like this and go, oh yeah, and then we carry on. It's like, no, no. Okay, let's actually do something with this. Here's a valuable piece of information. And well, for instance, when you think of something like traffic, if you could save time, that time isn't just time. Time has an actual personal and economic value and benefit and we need to account for that so that that's tremendous I mean the first thing we'd be doing what's the cost of eight cars and drivers for you know 16 what is it for the peak hour traffic times every day back and forth versus the economic benefit gained by the better traffic flow and people the time saving people and commercial vehicles getting to their destinations quicker Um, as a so as a general framework most things I am very interested in wrestling with the implications of but there are some sort of general I wouldn't even say principles but general a general state of being that is a starting point for me. Uh, one of those is around, I guess, what you call a sort of, I mean, Marxist would be the handy term to use for it. But a Marxist thought, not in a political structure or ideology, but simply that the power structures and hierarchies that exist and the reasons that they come to be are a very important tool and often the primary means of understanding why things are the way they are understanding the state of affairs a lot of things can be explained by power dynamics and power relationships um, this includes economically looking at And it's, it's not so much a Marxist economic ideology, it's a lens, I guess, through which you view things and find useful conclusions, useful, you find these little insights that can be beneficial. So that's one of the primary points for me 
And how are relationships, uh, I think, crucial? Because they're both... Hierarchies are necessary for how we organise ourselves as a society in some way, shape or form. And they always exist. They always do. Whether formal, official, stated hierarchies or informal, soft hierarchies. They're present, they are, they're found. And then also, I guess the natural conclusion I find or is that a lot of legitimacy is around the claiming and projection of power. And the easiest example, of course, is the nation-state. Because a nation-state is a mass institution or body. And most of the time, it's relatively arbitrary. It's, but it's a institution or body of control that can claim and sustain and hold power over a people in a geographic location and oftentimes the reasons for being able to project power over that location are geographic they're bounds that are that permit the efficient projection of power 